What's going on, Fear Me and Average podcast listeners? This is episode number 35 of the Health, Fitness, and Performance series. And on today's episode, we take a look at the topic of how I personally stay motivated. This is one of the things I would say I'm relatively known for in terms of my characteristics. I'm a fairly highly motivated, ambitious individual. And I thought it'd be a fun episode to share that with the audience because even though motivation, as we'll get into, is more of emotional, fleeting feeling, it can still be harnessed and garnered into a positive direction. So being someone who is highly motivated is surely going to get you to your goals a lot faster. It's going to keep you on the path. It's going to allow for consistency and it's going to do a lot of good. So even though motivation, it comes and it goes, if we're able to harness that emotional feeling on a more consistent basis, you're going to notice your quality of life improve dramatically. So looking forward to going over my six top practices and tools to help me stay highly motivated. Like always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Make sure you rate the podcast. Five stars would be fantastic. And then share the podcast to whoever needs to hear this or wants to hear this, but doesn't really know they need to hear it, okay? If that makes sense. So get it out there and be sure to keep on listening to the Fear About Being Average podcast, if I can get that out correctly, and enjoy today's episode. Okay, so today we are talking about that good old characteristic of motivation. Now, motivation is It can be an emotion, like it's probably more of an emotion than it is this constant. Uh, I don't think anybody is constantly motivated. Uh, I think everyone has these spells of, you know, demotivation and they're not necessarily overly excited or enthusiastic about uh, what life has in store for them or, or what challenge is coming up or a different season of the year or whatever, right? There's always going to be times where we're not overly motivated. We don't wake up, throw the sheets off of us and run to the shower to get ready for the day because we're that motivated to get the day started. Now, how we go about that is a big part of it, right? There's a lot of people that get up in the morning and they crawl out of bed, head down, shoulders drooped, and it's woe is me as soon as they wake up. It's this day is going to suck. My my structure, there is no structure. I have to work for the man. I need to do this. It's it's a lot of I need to um, compare to I get to, right? That's the mentality that a lot of people have when they aren't in that motivated state, right? It's very negative and pessimistic, and there's not a lot of optimism behind what they get to create that day, right? Everything is a is a negative in in their eyes, right? There's very little opportunities to be created from these um, potential circumstances, right? It's just all negative. And that's a very scary place to be, right? Because there's always going to be two two ways to look at a situation, right? There's always going to be the positive side, the glass half full, or the negative side, the glass half empty. And this could be with any particular situation in the world, right? It can be as simple as, I get to meet with my boss today. With the glass half empty, it's like, oh man, I need to meet with my boss and what's he gonna tell me to do differently and I'm gonna get scolded and this is gonna be such a shitty meeting. Or the glass half full person would go in there and be like, whoa, I get to meet with my boss today. I get a one-on-one with you know the head of the business or head of the company. Maybe I get to pitch some ideas. Maybe he gets to give me some positive reinforcement or positive criticism. And to help you know improve my skill set so I can make more more money, I can rise throughout the company, you know, and that's just two different perspectives, right? It's someone who's looking at this meeting with the boss as an opportunity compared to someone who's just not looking at it in any positive light and just seeing all the negative and, and not going to take any good out of it. And if you're put in a position where you have to do something anyways, wouldn't you want to make the best out of it? Wouldn't you want to find the opportunities? Wouldn't you want to find the, you know, the silver lining, what you have to do? Um, and with that, it kind of starts off, right? Rather than saying, I have to do something, say, I get to do something. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to get up and go to that job. You don't have to go to that meeting. You go to that meeting. You choose to go to that meeting because you want to make the money. 
you want to keep your job, you want to feed yourself, you want to do all that stuff. But you don't have to go to that job. You can improve your skill set. You can get a better job. You can make more money. You can work for yourself. You can go back to school. You can do a whole bunch of different things, right? It takes work. It takes discipline. It takes structure. But you don't have to do anything you don't want to. You've succumbed to the situation at hand, right? You've put yourself in a box where I don't have an out. And that's a very scary place to be. And that's why I think motivation is so important because it gives you leverage in life, right? If you're a motivated individual and you're someone who has desires and dreams and ambitions and things that you're excited about to take on and you're highly motivated to make your life better, that's a very exciting place to live, right? Because now you have control of your life, right? There's freedom to what you're doing um, because you're doing it on your own terms and you're going about life in a way that matches your vision, matches your idea of self-actualization, right? Um, And it matches with your values and your morals. And these are very important things, very important characteristics that a lot of people neglect and put aside as not almost irrelevant, right? But deep down, like we're meant to have purposes in our life. We're meant to have meaning. We're meant to be stimulated, meant to be engaged, meant to be excited um, about what's going on in our life and not dreading the almighty Monday. And that's something I learned at a very young age. I I didn't want to work for someone or do something with my life that I wasn't excited about. I didn't want to be in this demotivated state where I was just kind of going going through the motions because there's so much that we can do. Um, there's so much that we can create and there's just so much opportunity. There's so much reason. There's so many resources out there to do exactly what you want to do. And I know it sounds kind of cliche and corny and it's usually, you usually hear it from the person that accomplishes the thing they want to accomplish, but there's still things I haven't quite accomplished in my life that I'm working towards that I still have this unwavering belief about because I have time on my side, but because I'm motivated, I don't let years pass me by, right? I don't let this year be a year where I settle and it's it's never going to be that. And that's why I'm excited about life because if I'm doing well in life now, I'm excited about next year and the year after because I'm only going to have a deeper skill set. I'm only going to be uh, a more capable professional, incredible professional. And I'm going to have, you know, hopefully a, a better better mindset behind business and behind life and have greater connections and do the right things, put myself in the, in the right situation to be successful. So motivation is really, really important um, for overall well-being and quality of life because it sets the tone for the things we do or the choices we make, the habits we engage in, um, basically the life that we live. So to say that uh, motivation is this fleeting emotional state, sure. But I would really like to be motivated more times than not because guess what? On those motivated days, I can crush a day out. I can put together a great piece of work. I can write three pages. I can have an amazing session at the gym, which as research is starting to show you, once you build up a decent amount of lean muscle mass, you don't have to maintain the six to seven day a week schedule. You know, you can go two days a week to the gym, strength train, and feel great about yourself. So if you use your motivated days to do that and the other days you do more passive work, um, you're going to still look great and you're going to feel pretty awesome as well, right? And hopefully you begin to love that process. But those motivated days, you can absolutely dominate it and you can you know, set the tone. You can you know, really create a high standard. And something I go back to when I was working at my direct marketing job and we were doing commission-based sales, it was business-to-business selling. Um, I was going you know, literally business-to-business. I was walking up to people on the streets and selling them stuff. Like it was... It was go, 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 and I didn't have a day where I could just take a day off, right? However, I could have these highly motivated, ambitious days where I would go out and I would take advantage of that motivation um, and that, that good vibe. Maybe it was a great morning meeting. Maybe it was a, you know, a sunny day. Maybe there was um, another office coming in to work with us. We got to work with some of the top players. And you go out there and you just smash your day out. And it makes your week really easy now because – Say you have a number, you want to sell $2,000 worth of merchandise that week, and on that highly motivated day, you went out and you sold 700 and you still got five, or in some cases, you know, four or five days left to sell, and your goal is 2000 you already sold 700 in one day, and now it makes a week really easy, so even if you do stumble or have a little bit of a setback to a certain degree, you don't crush you're still well on pace to hit your numbers and hit your standard, and for me, that was, you know, 
vital because I was building a team at the time and I had to go out there and I had to set the standard. The best leaders in the office were the guys that could go out, train people, show them how it's done, you know, show how quote unquote easy it is. You don't want to make the job look hard, especially if you've been there for six months. You want to make it look relatively fun and easy. So going out there, you know, if I laid an egg, that looks really bad for the new guy. And chances are on a commission-based job, that's going to be highly demotivating if the top guy in the office is unsuccessful, uh, you know, during the day. And now there's a lot of circumstances that they don't understand yet, but that's besides the point, right? They see you as a top performer and people expect you to perform at a high level. So those motivated days were great days for me to go out, smash, really set the standard, um, and usually those days just kind of snowballed and I had, you know, multiple highly motivated days because you just crushed. Now you're looking at, oh man, my, my check this week is going to be even more because, you know, I'm ahead of the game and rather than just selling 2000, if I sold 700 on a Monday, I'm well on pace. If I were to do that every single day, oh man, I'm going to sell like 3,500 or 4,200 and you're not going to do it, but at least you're, you're in your head, you can get close to that number and, and surpass your original goal so it's just important on those motivated days you crush and then those non-motivated days um compared to the average person who has doesn't even have these motivated days you can still go go out there and put a good effort in and you can you can do the right things and you might not crush the day but you might you know still put some you might still put lay a brick down and and that that's important right because if you're trying to build a structure that's going to be very sturdy you want to lay a brick every single day so that that's the important part so Let's get into it of how I stay motivated. Uh, obviously, if you don't know my story, I, I do some things you know every year, and I'm a pretty damn ambitious, motivated guy, and um, you know probably too many ideas for my own good. But um, you know, I like to take on challenges that you know force me outside my comfort zone and and do some really cool things. And I'm hoping to just you know, keep that uh, that that life alive for for quite some time and and do some really cool things and uh, you know really set the tone in the health and fitness industry this way. So. That's kind of the background. You can always check my website and look look me up and do all that fun stuff and Google me and you can find some cool stuff of what I've done. So I digress for now. So first one, why? how do I stay so motivated, right? Um, I listen to inspiring people uh, doing really cool stuff and I read about it too. Um, this is an easy way to stay motivated, right? If you're listening to people that are doing cool things, they're enthusiastic, um, they're driven, they're excited about life. They're creating a life that they're genuinely proud of and they're genuinely anticipating. That's highly motivating because then you start looking at it and going, wow, like there's more to life than just working this job I don't really like or kind of like and going home and doing the same old, same old. Like I've always been someone who's been highly uh, encouraged and interested in the anomalies of the the 1%, right? How could I become the 1%? Like I know it's out there and I'm not necessarily 1% financially where I need to make, you know, an X amount of dollars, but 1% in terms of happiness and living a life that's completely different than most people um, because most people, the way they live life is in this mediocre fashion, right? And and unfortunately, you know, I don't want to chirp anybody here, but I think it to when, when we're honest with ourselves, we can say, okay, like I'm definitely not putting in 100% effort on creating self-actualization, like being my best self. And that's fine. That's okay to have that awareness um, and say that to yourself because we all deserve to go about life the way we see it, right? And I know different circumstances come up where you can't just, you know, toss everything to, to the side, but there's definitely ways to engage in your passion, to do exciting things, you know, build a, an environment that you're excited about and you're you know, anticipating. So, for me, I listen to podcasts of people talking about you know, the businesses they've create, created um, and ways people have created financial success uh, or business success um, or building up their body to a certain degree. is very inspiring, very motivating to listen to these individuals because they're basically giving you the blueprint. They're telling you how they did it and they're really you know, giving you the, the guidelines of how to live that life yourself. And it's right out there for us. Now more than ever, we have access to so many cool podcasts and, and different forms of of media where we can take in that information and basically have this incredible network of self-development right in front of us. And it's on us to then take that information and obviously apply it, right? Like knowledge has to be used eventually if it's, if it's worth anything. So, and then I reading about it as well. I have this adventure athlete, which ironically the things I do now and with my you know record strength endurance projects that I put together and take on, uh, like the, 
triath you know Canada's first triathlon that garnered quite a lot of publicity from it. Um, it was because I read about this individual Ross Edgley and heard about him and listened to him and watched videos on him. And he's this adventure athlete guy. He was um, he's a very intelligent gentleman as well. He has a background in like biomechanics or something like that. Like he's really intelligent or physiology. Um, so he knows the human body really, really well, but he, you know, he's sponsored by the supplement company. He goes out and he, and he, he basically trains for a living and, and he takes on these adventures and does these different strength and endurance projects. And he writes books on it, obviously, because he's building this incredible, you know, resilient body and doing these amazing things that are almost unfathomable and super motivating, right? So he was a huge resource. You want to talk about where my motivation comes from from that regard is this gentleman right there. And you see other athletes that I follow that are doing amazing things and setting the tone and, and living a life where they are living in a gym and, and you know, talking about the exercise and training and doing the things they want to do and putting business together. And that's something I've, I wanted to do for, for quite some time and am in the process of doing is, you know, obviously the last two years kind of running my own business now and, you know, being relatively successful at it. Like there's still so many things I want to do and, and different avenues that I want to approach. And that's, that's highly motivating, right? So listen to these people that have done it, done the thing that you want to do and are inspiring. They're usually, you know, great high energy personalities. They're very... Uh, you know, likable, and they give you tools to be successful. And they're very, you know, here's 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 how to do it, right? Getting after it. They're they're posting things that are motivating, that show that they're actually putting the work in, and that they're not just sitting on their ass giving you a you know get rich quick scheme or something like that. Like they're showing you how their life is is put together and and how their life is very fulfilling that way. So you learn from them, and this is just an easy tool that is very. Um, very acceptable right now, right? And it's very attainable. You just, all you got to do is go to the bookstore, buy a book, go to the Google, go to YouTube, type <laughs> inspire person's name, find a podcast that's super inspiring, listen to it every single day, read something every single day, uh, and keep your head focused, keep your head down and, and get after it that way and, and keep taking in uh, useful, motivating content. So number two for me is what we're going to look at is I set goals. I set goals for myself. This is very typical uh, of anybody who kind of you know wants to stay motivating, motivated. Sorry, is that you set goals? You set things you want to achieve. Like if you don't have a plan or a structure of how to get there, and you have no idea where you want to go, good luck getting there. Like I have a lot of people who go, well, my life is it isn't so so good right now. It's not very fulfilling. You know, I'm depressed. I'm and this and that. And then when you find out they don't have any goals, like they're not pursuing anything in life. They're just trying to get by basically and hope life hands them some sort of magic wand of success and happiness. And happiness is not something that you just wake up and say, I'm going to be happy today. Like that's, that's a part of it. Don't get me wrong. Like that's, a, that's the first part of it. But then you actually have to act on that happiness. You have to act on being successful. You need to act on, you know, having the body in life that you want, for example. So you need to set these attainable, smart goals. And if you don't know what smart goals are, I just did a webinar on this the other day and I, I talked about this in terms of periodization from a training program. Um, smart goals, you want it to be very specific. You know, you want it to be measurable so you can actually track your progress. You want it to be attainable. Like, is it is it attainable or is it just far-fetched? I want to be president in four months or four years. Like, okay, I'm Canadian, so I can't even become president. I want to be prime minister. Is it really attainable? You know, probably not because I got to go back to school. I got to do all that stuff. I don't even care about it. So no, it, it's not attainable, right? So you want to have attainable goals. I want to lose 20 pounds and keep it off in six months. Fantastic. Very attainable. Um, is the goal realistic? Is it relevant? Um, and is it time sensitive? Like do you have a, do you have a sense of urgency behind what you're trying to do? Or are you just saying, I want to get in shape, period? Okay. Everyone does. Like who wants to be fat and tired and you know, not feel good about themselves and, you know, live a very demotivating life. Like that's not, that's not cool. No one wants that. Everyone wants to be in shape to a certain degree. I'm not saying everyone wants to get ripped and shredded, but a lot of people, everyone wants to be in shape. They want to feel good. They want that regardless if they know it or not, they want to feel better. They want to live longer. They want to live healthier. They don't want to go through life with back pain and hip pain and and knee pain, like that's a shitty way to live, right? You don't want to have a hard time breathing when you go up the stairs, right? You don't want to be the person that everyone goes, oh man, like this guy's a big fucking dude, man. Like he's gonna, he's gonna go soon. Like, and, and look, look at you and 
doesn't really look at you as very attractive or you don't think you can't you're not confident to take your shirt off at the beach or at a pool party like those things aren't fun right so you need to set these real goals that actually mean something right so if you want to get in shape let's break it down like let's go through that smart goal system right like let's set a, set an actual goal um, give yourself something to go after um, micro goals are the best goals right have a macro goal where do you want to get um, in three months or 12 months or five years from now macro goals are great but micro goals are what are we going to do this week what are we going to do today and then work towards those and sometimes i have a list on my whiteboard here that's basically laid up uh, or hung up on my wall in like in the kitchen area and living room and i have five main goals that i attack every single day so it's walk 10,000 steps just got my 67th day in a row of that which is pretty cool um so that's motivating for me right like it's just okay i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna actively get 10,000 steps. And I do that not just to chase a goal, but because I understand moving my body makes my body feel better, makes my mind feel better. You know, read 10 pages a day at least, you know, write for one hour, you know, even 30 minutes would probably be a little bit more practical. Um, one thing on business and growth development, uh, and then listen to inspiration um, before bed throughout the day. So those are the five things I work on. And those are, those are goals, right? They're micro goals to get to my macro goals. And I think setting those goals, it gives me this daily motivation um, to put put my attention on something that I wanna create, that I wanna build. And it, and it really kinda helps set the tone for the day, right? If we don't have those goals, it's really easy to completely neglect our macro goals because it seems so far away. It seems so far-fetched. It, it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem tangible. Or I can I can see I got my 10,000 steps in, right? So going back to the, I want to lose 20 pounds in six months and keep it off. Like we know if we just keep hitting 10,000 steps, for example, we are going to work towards that. And it's tangible, right? We're going to see the body actually lose some weight, especially if we're incorporating a healthy, balanced diet with that. So it's one of those things. I want to write a book. I want to write 60,000 pages in 12 months. Okay, so that's 5,000 or sorry, 60,000 words in, that's a lot of pages, 60,000 pages. I don't know who's going to read that one, um, but 60,000 words to write a book in, in 12 months. So that's 5,000 you know, words a month. You start breaking that down into weeks, right? You got about, you know, I got to do about 1,200 to 1,300 words a week, you know, and, and it really starts kind of going down where it becomes very manageable, very doable. So setting those small goals for yourself is something that's really important and setting macro goals too, because it gives you something that you're working towards that it's going to be life changing. And I think life changing goals keep me motivated, knowing that I can put something together that is going to dramatically shift how my life looks from today uh, in three or five years from now. And I, I used to ask that question to myself and other people, um, was, well, if you could have the life that you wanted three to five to 10 years from now, you're 30 years old, you could have the life that you wanted in 10 years, but all you had to do was A, B, and C, would you do it? It's like, yeah, okay, then why not do it? Because that's probably going to be the outcome. If you do all the right stuff for that many years, it's probably going to turn out really well for you, right? There's going to be, you know, hurdles and there's going to be things that pop up. Obviously, it's never going to go completely linear, your plan. But there's going to be a great chance that you're going to build a really strong quality of life and you're going to life, love where your, your life went to one degree or another. So it's really important that I set goals for myself of where I want to be uh, months from now. Uh, workout program is a great example, right? In, in 12 weeks, I usually do like these two to three month blocks of training where I go in, in 12 weeks, I want to be a, an incredible, I want to have much more um, you know, a decent amount of lean muscle mass. I want to be much stronger, for example, and I want to be a more conditioned, um, less injury-prone individual, right? Or, or keep those injuries off. So you know, I, I set a plan and I set the workouts for the week and I, and I follow that plan of attack. And in 12 weeks, I expect myself to be a fitter, more conditioned, stronger version of myself. And those goals can be fat loss. They can be building muscle, building strength, you name it, right? It's building healthy habits and behaviors. Um, it really doesn't end. So set those goals yourself. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you focused. It keeps you um, keeps your attention on the prize and gives you some purpose and meaning behind your day-to-day -day life. Okay, next one. I think about and envision my ideal life. So I actively think about this, right? I don't just 
think about it one time and go, oh, that's far-fetched. It's not going to happen. Like, ah, oh, that, that's not me, All right? That's not the life that I'm going to build. Like, I actively think about, okay, like having this, you know, well-running business. And I think about myself, you know, in magazines or, or on a magazine cover, right, for my fitness and strength and endurance projects that I've accomplished. And I, and I think and I envision myself on stage and I think and envision myself um, with a book that is, is selling really well and, and helping hundreds of people. Like I, I see that. I'm like, man, it's going to be great to have these amazing transformations of clients that I've worked with and people that I've motivated and, and you know, having my family being proud of me. Like I think about these things and, and setting my future family up for success and, and prosperity. So I envision my ideal life. And I think a lot of people, because this isn't tangible, because it seems almost... Uh, too spiritual that you know thinking about the life that they want is playing fairy tale that they don't do it right it's not real i can't actually you know i can't actually envision what's not there it's like well you got you need to do a better job of that like you need to do a better job of seeing your life as it unfolds right seeing the person who put the work in and is now reaping the benefits of their of their discipline Right, and it's just in this incredible tool where you can, if you can v- envision your success, what's stopping you then? Right, because at that point, then you can reverse engineer that too. Right, and it keeps you excite- excited. Like if you can truly envision where you're going to end up three to five years from now, f- to a certain degree, right? Whether it's a a house that you want or a, a piece of property, or you know where you are in your company or where you are in your health and fitness journey, now you can you know, reverse engineer that process, go back and, and do all the right things to get there. And yes, it's, like I said, for most things, it's pretty set in stone. If you do A, B, and C, you're going to get D. Um, certain things, you know, if, if you're not 100% in control, let's just say you're trying to move up in a company and there's politics involved, well, things might happen, might not happen, right? Uh, but Regardless, you're going to be a better version of yourself and you're going to create more leverage for yourself to do greater things and maybe a new opportunity that comes up that you're excited about and, and gives you this new you know, thrill of life. So take time, like actively think about it. And I probably I do this almost every day to a certain degree because I'm constantly pursuing new things and I'm shaping these new projects and, and engaging in these these business, business opportunities Sorry, that... I have to think about it. Or I need to think about how that's going to look, and I, and I need to think about the success of it all because, in the moment, I'm I'm doing a lot of work for free, right? So if I can't think and envision my life when this is a successful running business and company, well, I would never do it, right? Because in the moment, I'm not seeing the return on investment, right? I'm putting in way more time, way more energy, way more, you know, I'm giving up opportunity to make money. At certain points, right? I could, I could fill my day with six to eight hours of clients every day, but then that doesn't give me a whole bunch of room to do the thing, other things I want to do, like building my body and working on side businesses and, and writing and podcasting. There's, so there's always this give and take, and I'm I'm very, you know, I'm very wise about how I position myself. Like I make the money that I want to make, so I can live the life that I want to li- live right now, and save money and, and do the things I need to do but not at the expense um, of the other things in life. And thankfully, I, I work in a business where I can monetize my time you know, more appropriately than the average person. So that gives me a little bit of leverage right there. So if I didn't envision my life, I would never do the things I do day to day because I, I, why would I write if I couldn't envision my book? Why would I program these, these online programs and eBooks if I couldn't envision people buying them and having these amazing transformations, right? Why would I create this online BR365 Strength Squad community if I couldn't see it growing and being something that changes lives? Like I need to think about these things, right? And, and I do because that's what gives me the motivation to engage with these practices every single day, right? And, and that's something I take a lot of pride in being able to put the work in when I'm not seeing this massive return. And a lot of people, they don't do it. They can't do it. You know, I've had people I've tried doing business with and they have a really hard time seeing the forest through the trees, right? And like they're so, they have to chase the, the, 
the diamond right now, right? The shiny thing. And, it's, and they have a hard time more than a month, three months max of putting real work in and putting the other temptation aside because they can't see it. They they don't envision it to the degree I envision it. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody that way, but it, it, that's what real serial entrepreneurs can do really well, for example. And I think everybody in life, regardless if you're an entrepreneur or not, the, it would behoove you to work on this skill set, right? Because there's going to be tons of things that maybe it's not financial, maybe it's not business, but maybe it's your relationship. Perhaps it's it's working on your health or your body. That takes time. Like you're not there, right? So you need to put in the work that you're going to say, well, I don't see the return on investment right now, especially if you're trying to do it the right way. A lot of people... I tell, hey, we're not in the position to lose this fat right now. We got to, you know, increase your metabolism. We got to, you know, have a a well-functioning metabolism. We need to build some strength. We need to alleviate this pain. We, you know, we got to do a lot of things. We got to improve your core stability and balance before we get into anything like building a lot of muscle or burning a lot of body fat or losing a whole bunch of weight. And if they can't envision themselves. 12 months or two years from now doing it the right way and getting there, they're going to say, fuck this process and they're going to do something different that's going to mess them up and is going to try to get them there a lot faster and it's inevitably going to fail them. So same thing, same concept. You need to take the time to dial it back, think about what you want to pursue, envision it and and hold on to that because this is going to really help you stick to your daily habits and choices that are leading you in the right path okay next one is i create new exciting endeavors in business and in life so these are things i I, you know like i said sometimes i'm a little bit too gung-ho this way right because i like to do new things that are exciting obviously right i'm it's the guy who's chasing the shiny toy however i do follow through with the things I take on, right? Like I, I really put that emphasis in there. I'm not someone who, I've had that awareness of myself before where I go, well, like, I can't keep chasing the new shiny idea every two to three months because nothing's going to come to fruition. Like you got to put a lot of time into it. I remember talking to um, someone about the BR365 Strength Squad community and I said, this is something that, you know, I'm, I need to put two, three, whatever years into it before I can say like this is going to be really successful. And I knew that and I was like, I can't, I can't afford to chase it. I can't afford to chase, you know, this immediate expansion and growth because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to bail. And I'm like, I can't put myself in that position. I need to be okay with it being five members, 10 members, but nurturing the hell out of those five, 10 members, the best I can for what I see this, this community as, right? Um, and that's, you know, providing a great community, providing a, a host of experts to help them out, daily accountability to some degree, you know, following through on the webinars and the guides and doing those things, right? And I just knew I had to, you know, put that time in and without the immediate return. So yes, I like to create new exciting endeavors in in businesses life and that really helps me, right? But it's also making sure you don't just keep chasing new things because then you're going to be this super motivated person that has nothing to show for it. Like that's not a successful successful endeavor at at all, right? And that's not what I would be promoting whatsoever. So you want to make sure that when you do create new exciting endeavors, and, and that can be exciting trips in your future, it can be you know new business ideas, it can be something within your personal life that you want to chase. Um, I think it's healthy to set these little quarterly goals for yourself. Have these things to look forward to. Maybe it's a exciting endeavor in terms of a financial goal. Maybe like in the next three months you want to save save up X amount of dollars, um, or you want to you know follow through on a program that you just purchased or you want to, you know, I don't know, you want to create something where in three months you and a group of people can get together and, you know, experience a getaway. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying things like you want to create things that you're excited about. Maybe it's taking on a new skill. Maybe it's, you know, I'm going to learn pottery over the next three months or I'm going to learn how to, you know, play the guitar like there's so, or I'm gonna go get a certification, or I'm gonna, you know, sign up for a for a seminar or a workshop or go to a conference. Like, 
those those are endeavors, right? They're, they're things to pursue. They're things to be excited about, right? And, and it, it can be fun stuff, right, for sure. Um, obviously, we're talking about motivation. So we are talking about doing things that are growing you. And I think to a definitely to a certain degree, like you want to add play into that. Like you want to play in life. You don't want to neglect that aspect of, of life because it's just such a important critical tool and you know your overall happiness and quality of life um, but we also have to have the awareness that you know we're going to have to sacrifice and, and, and put things you know put things aside that are all around play because you know growth is a very important part of, of living a fulfilling life so taking the time to create these new things that you're you're pursuing having these new missions in life um, and I think for a lot of people, if they set their life up that way where they're able to dial it back and have fun, but then they go right back into you know pursuing something that is exciting and maybe they want to learn about real estate or learn about investing or whatever online, there's so many different tools nowadays, right, to, to learn something new and, and engage with a new community that I think it's really um, a smart tool to, to find these new endeavors to keep you exciting, excited, sorry. Um, you even see people with like that that work, and then they they go to go to the gym and they go to um, jujitsu, right? They practice the sport of jujitsu and they work on developing the skill set. And then you know they have a competition to look forward to. Maybe they they have this, they're close to getting a new belt. Like those kind of things are are they're, they're fun. They're they're they force growth or they at least promote growth. And I think that's just so healthy for the mind and body. All right, next one, guys. We have. I try not to consume mediocrity. So there's just too much doubt and too many what-ifs with mediocrity, right? It's it's really, it's tough to do things and stay motivated when you're around people and content and programming that's constantly shuttling you the, well, what if it doesn't work? Right? It's really goddamn hard to do that, right? Because it's, we all have those what ifs in our head already. So to have it highlighted and put on this pedestal of things to think about, it's fucking exhausting and it's really hard for you to say, "Well, like, I don't know about the what ifs right now, but I'm still going to go ahead about go ahead with it." Sorry. Like that's what a lot of reward is all about is there's a risk to it. Like there isn't a guarantee. Like there is never for the most part this 100% guarantee to something, right? Like obviously if we talk about health, probably there's this guarantee if you just eat well and and work out, yeah, you're going to be a lot healthier and look pretty damn good. But, you know, even these bigger endeavors that you take on, there's a whole bunch of what ifs around it. I'm sure even people that do do that, well, what well, what if you can't eat healthy? And what if you can't work out for a week? And what if you can't do this and that? And what if you get injured? Like people will give you the what ifs like Mostly in health and fitness, they, they usually can encourage you. But in other things in life where you're trying to do things that they're not, they haven't done and that they want to do, and I'm saying they as in people in your environment, net in your network, they don't like feeling like people are getting ahead of them, right? And that's the trouble with motivation sometimes. A lot of people don't want to see people doing better than them in life. And it's really difficult because we live in this, crab-like world where it's crabs in a bucket, right? We're pulling each other down because on Instagram, I feel shitty about myself when I see this person in London, England doing well, doing better than me, let alone my neighbor, let alone my friend from high school, uh, let alone my best friend. Like we don't like seeing that because it makes us look at our life and analyze our life and go, man, like I'm, I'm kind of shit in the bed here. Like I could be doing better. And we rarely like to do that, right? Like we don't like to analyze our life. We don't like to create these opportunities of self-auditing what we're doing wrong because who wants to highlight what we're doing wrong? We, like we want to feel like we're doing good in life. We want to feel uh, that we're somebody who people would admire. And unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of people, right? We're not engaging in habits uh, and lifestyle choices that are very admirable. And we're not doing things that are bettering ourselves, let alone other people, right? So to analyze that and have someone at the forefront going against everything you believe in and going against all your excuses of why you can't get in shape, why you can't create more financial success for yourself, why you can't create that business, why you can't leave that job. And they're saying, hey, I've done it. I'm doing it. I'm showing you right now. That is something a lot of people don't want to face. So it's really hard and you need to do your due diligence 
to separate yourself from, from those crabs trying to pull you down because they're not overly satisfied with their life. And that's just the damn reality of the situation. And the right people that are pumped for you, they'll be in your life. They'll be the ones that are cheering you on and they're going to be genuine with it. They're going to tell you the shit you need to hear, but they're also going to encourage the hell out of you. And those are the people that you need in your life, right? Fuck the people who are giving you all this doubt, throwing all these what-ifs at you. If they're trying to help you, okay, great. If they're actually trying to assist you and you getting there and not getting screwed over, amazing. But if they're just pulling you down, they're not giving you any real solution to your problem. They're not behind you. They're not promoting you. Uh, you know, if you create a business and you're the only one who's doing catering, for example, or you're you created this online business for bracelets, and they're not promoting your shit, and they promote other people's shit, they're jealous, man. Like they're they're envious unless you got crappy products. Okay, don't have a crappy product off the bat. That would be a good uh, good start. But again, like your your people should be your people. They should support you. They should motivate you. Um, they should be giving you what you need. And I'm not saying be a yes man. You know, I'm far from that myself. Right? I don't I don't just give people. Oh my god, amazing! You're the best. No, I ask questions, but I genuinely want them to be better. I genuinely want them to succeed. I hope to see clients of mine succeed. I hope to see. You know, and not just with their body. I mean, clients of mine that are pursuing businesses or pursuing ideas. Like, I really love it. I, you know, I, I train a fighter, and I and I'm genuinely super fucking pumped when I see him live up to his potential and do his thing and win the title. Like, it's cool for me. Like, I get I get fucking excited. You know, I get excited for for other people in my life, and and if I don't get excited for someone who's doing well in life. That's a me problem, and I got to look at that, and I need to analyze, like, why is that, man? Like, why can't you be happy for that person? Are they a dick, or are they just doing well, and you're, you're not liking where your life is going? And then maybe that's an opportunity for you to work on yourself. So if you have people in your life that, you know, are, are constantly promoting this mediocre, uh, mediocre lifestyle, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being necessarily mediocre in the sense that you live a traditional lifestyle, but I mean that you've stopped you know, pursuing self-growth. That's where I talk about mediocrity is when you're just like full of excuses, full of bullshit, full of rationalizations. That's mediocre. That's mediocrity to me. Hence the name of the podcast, The Fear of Being Average Podcast, right? Like I don't want to be average. I want to be my best version of myself and that is across all facets of my life, right? I want to be successful across all those different paths, right? And it's really important that we surround ourselves with people that are lifting us up and not pulling us back down because it's just too damn hard. And hear it from me now, right? If you want to be consumed in an environment of people that are living a mediocre life and you want them to boost you um, or you think they're not going to pull you down, you are mistaken, right? Um, Now, if you're lucky enough to have a great environment, great network of people, you know, choose that environment. Like go towards those people because your your mission, your pursuit is going to be full of hurdles, full of ups and downs. You're going to lose some. It's never going to be this constant state of success. And you need those people to have your back of that not being there to say, I told you so. So be aware of that uh, and make sure you, you kind of stay, stray away from the negative. But also look for help. I want to make sure. like, If you're doing something wrong, take it in. Listen to people that you, you admire, you appreciate, and you trust. And, and they should give you the right advice, even if, even if it's the advice you don't want to hear. Okay, guys, last one. I've adopted the why not me mentality, and I really have adopted the growth mindset. So off the bat, let's cover growth mindset. Um, a great tool for anybody in life. Um, there's two mindsets that they kind of talk about, and this was um, highly um written about and kind of put into mainstream marketing by Angela I think Duckworth and then oh, another book maybe I might have the wrong one damn um another another book um I, I read sorry about that guys I thought I had the author in my head it could be Angela Duckworth could be somebody else um but yes it's basically the growth mindset and the fixed mindset so the fixed mindset is my abilities are what they are. I'm as smart as I'm going to be. I'm as athletic as I'm going to be. I'm just, I was born this way kind of mentality, right? Like I can't fix this. This is just a genetic weakness or, or a really good strength of mine, right? Like it's, they don't see things as opportunities to get better at it. They just basically have this fixed mindset that I am the way I am. Where growth mindset 
they see their abilities as not set in stone, right? So they don't have fixed abilities. Um, their whole mentality and basically the way they approach it is with work, my skills will improve over time. So this is a great way of viewing challenges and setbacks. And people with growth mindset, they have that approach to life, right? They think, okay, well, with work and time, my skills will inevitably improve. So I don't just suck at this. I suck at it now. I'm not good at it now. That's okay. That's not demotivating. It's not crippling. It doesn't send them for the hills. No, it just means they got to put in more work. And they're okay with that. If they're passionate about it, they're excited about it. They have more excitement about it because of their growth mindset because they go, wow, that's okay. I'm not great at it right now. But guess what? I'm going to be really good at it if I just keep working at it. And I think there's a lot of opportunities, like a lot of examples. Jiu-jitsu is a great one. I know I already kind of mentioned that earlier. But go to a jiu-jitsu class without ever doing grappling or jiu-jitsu, and you're going to get tapped out 15 times in three rounds with whoever you're against. White belt, blue belt, purple belt doesn't really matter, right? If you want to get tapped out 15 times in one round, go with a brown or black belt, right? They're not going to roll with you, but I'm just saying that would be a very humbling experience. And right there, you could say, well, I suck at jiu-jitsu. It's like, no, you've never done the damn thing. Like, obviously, you suck at jiu-jitsu right now. But guess what? That brown belt, that black belt, that purple belt, that white belt that tapped you out a couple times, they sucked just as much as you when they first stepped on that mat. It is what it is, right? They've never done it before. You've never done it before. And I think everything in life, as soon as you do it, if you suck at it, own it, but then understand this is not a fixed ability. This is something I can genuinely work on and improve and get better at. And rather than being you know, pissy about it and being down on yourself, just go, okay, man, I got to put some work in. And, and I'm excited about it because I like this. It was fun. I actually want to get good at it. I want to be as good as the person who's tapping me up today, you know, a year from now, two years from now, however long it takes, and go towards it. So that growth mindset is incredibly helpful in staying motivated because you're never putting yourself in position of I can't get there. It's just it's a matter of time for me to get there because I'm willing to put in the work, and you're much more willing to put in the work and more likely to put in the work knowing that it's just a matter of time, right? It's not has nothing to do with you know your abilities is just hey this is going to be one of those things where i gotta lay a brick and i gotta lay another brick and i gotta lay another brick and before you know it if you do it long enough you're consistent enough and you work hard enough and you listen and you do it the right way you're gonna have yourself a nice little house eventually right um and the why not me mentality kind of going off of the growth mindset this is a couple of years ago i remember talking about this i think in an interview whether it's for newspaper or or a tv thing and I talked about the Why Not Me initiative because I take on these projects and people go like, what, what made you think you could do this? Why, why put a tree on your, on your back and you know, be the first person in Canada to try this? Why, why try this 10 half Ironmans and 50,000 pounds of lifting every day for 10 days straight across Canada? Like, why do you think you can do it? And I go, well, why not me? <laughs> like, honestly, like, it's got, someone pro- can do this. Right or someone wants to do it hasn't done it whatever it is like why can't I be the first person why can't I set the tone why can't I set the standard why can't I be the standard barrier on this right and I have this unwavering maybe too much belief in myself I don't know uh, definitely it, it's it's caught up to me a couple times right whether it taken on a a, a two hundred and forty mile ultra marathon eight months into really adopting a run kind of schedule and practice and not even being overly consistent with that because I was doing 10,000 other different things that year um, from a physical nature and having the confidence I'd still be able to run 240 miles like sometimes it bites in the ass but at least I went for it and at least you know I failed doing trying you know I wasn't I didn't sit back and and never attempt like there's things I'm going to fail because I'm overly ambitious and I'll learn from it and I'll come back and I'll attack it again right and the why not me thing was, was really just important because I wanted people to take that message away from listening to me and go, hey, this guy just believes in himself. Like he, he genuinely just thinks like, okay, like I'll figure it out. Like it goes back to the what ifs that we just talked about. Like, okay, like I don't need to know. I don't need to know how to do this. Like I'm just going to figure it out. Like I'm going to set the goal. I'm going to reverse engineer the process and I'm going to work to get there. Like I don't need to be able to do it today. Like that would kind of defeat the purpose if I was able to run a hundred miles today or if I was able to 
you know, do 10 half Ironmans and 50,000 pounds today. Like, that wouldn't be very fun. Like, I need, I want to work my way up to that. I want to build my body to this resilient degree and to this, you know, capable degree that I could do it. And why can't it be me? Like, why can't I be the person who decides to put the work in and be consistent and, and stay engaged? Like, that's really what it is. And that's what I'm saying. Like, why not me is not just me having this unwavering belief about myself. It's more so understanding that if I just do the right things, like, why can't it be me? And I think that's just such a healthy mentality to have. And it keeps me very motivated because there's nothing off limits. There's nothing I really think about and go like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, there's things I, you know, I'll <laughs> maybe I'll retract that. And there's certain things I go, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But I certainly say, well, someone's going to do it or can do it. Like, why not me? Why not be the first person to take that on or do that thing? And and I go through a checklist of like, do I actually want to do it? Is it just something I want to do for you know marketing or, or is it something I'm genuinely excited about? And if I'm not genuinely excited about it, I don't do it, right? But um, that mentality has helped me so much in terms of staying motivated because like I said, I don't have this negative mindset going into projects or going into ideas and I'm, it keeps me very excited. It keeps me very engaged with what I'm doing and creates this amazing environment of of passion and enthusiasm so that alone guys if you can start adopting the you know why not me understanding that you might have a longer way to go than someone like myself in this particular i've had i've I've trained my whole life right and and so i can say why not me and, and i can go about it a little faster because i already have a foundation built but maybe that's something else for you, something that you're really skilled at or something that you're not skilled at knowing that it's going to take years and years. Like, So it's just having that awareness but also having that self-belief in yourself. If you just put the work in and you're consistent and you're focused and you don't get redirected and you're consistent and, and you're patient, great things are going to happen for you. And why can't that be you? Why can't you be the person who creates self-actualization and, and does the things that – the other people in your life aren't doing, right? Like just because 90% of people in, in the world or, or around you are living life in this, yeah, blah sort of way, okay, that's great. That's okay. If they're happy, fantastic. That, that's amazing. But maybe that's not your calling and maybe that's not what you want to do. Maybe you don't want to accept that. So go ahead, go about it your way. You know, think about it from a why not me perspective. Have your growth mindset and, and attack with everything you have. All right, guys, that takes care of the podcast today. Like always, um, you can check out our next episode. We're going to post another one relatively soon, so keep your eye on the prize here. Subscribe to the podcast. This episode was sponsored by Get Keon. You can get your all your supplement needs right there. I love the strength bundle. I talk about this all the time because, heck, stuff I use, right? It's protein powder, whey isolate super clean you got creatine and you got your amino acids these things help increase performance um, enhance performance help prevent muscle breakdown muscle soreness muscle tension helps promote lean muscle gain um, and just helps with you know speeding up recovery as well so all amazing things for the body that we definitely want to get in our system so be sure to get that at get Keon. you can use my promo code that i'll put at the end of this podcast in the show notes BR365, that way you get 10% off, you save some money, you look good, and you get some great products. Win-win. All right, guys, have an awesome rest of your day, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.